Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we have Sarah Grooms with us. She is a professional dancer, a senior rocket at the legendary Precision dance company who has been spreading holiday cheer for decades. You can find Sarah dancing at Radio City Music Hall in New York City and as the host of On The Go podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. Well, this is such a treat. Thank you guys for having me. I just want to not forget something. My mom wanted to let you know (laughs) that she thinks that you should be so proud of what you do because you bring happiness to so many people. Thank you. That means a lot. Listen, and it's, listen, I pinch myself every single day that, you know, I get to be a here in Radio City, but also kicking my heels up as a racket. So thank you. That means a lot. And I consider this a very, very special, special place to be. That's for sure. Growing up, we lived in the Midwest and this, it was the highlight of our year to go see the Rockettes perform every single year. It was like our tradition with our mom. We'd go to Branson, Missouri. (laughs) And yeah. then the traveling team and we'd go watch yeah. like pure swiss and so much fun. Aww. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the Christmas spectacular is is the holidays for people, right? I know I grew up in the Midwest as well, so I live in New York now, but I grew up in Ohio. Started dancing when I was three, and then I saw the Rockets perform for the first time when I was 11, literally downstairs on the stage, one of the greatest stages in the world. Um, and yeah, the same thing. I I I can't it's almost like I still can't put into words what that was for me when I was 11. And then I continued to watch the Rockets on TV through the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And it's, it's been a part of my tradition since then. So it's, well, yeah, when you see the Rockets and then you see Santa, you're like, Oh, it's Christmas. And I'm already behind. It's time. (laughs) I got to get my shopping done though. I haven't started that yet. Wait, so Sarah, if you weren't a Rocket, what do you think you'd be doing? Like, I know you're a professional dancer. If you weren't a professional dancer, is there something else that really sparks your interest or you lean on when you're not on the stage? Yeah. Well, one of the cool things I think is, you know, Rockets can be a seasonal job. We do a lot of the the work in the off season as well. So we do have uh, the dancer development program, which is the Rockets conservatory. There's all kinds of events that happen throughout the rest of the year, like the major league, you know, baseball, home run derby, 
all kinds of fun stuff. But then a lot of us do other things as well. So I'm actually enrolled in college right now. I'm getting my undergraduate degree. Um, some of the women are mothers, doctors. We had one of the girls go on to work for NASA. So you can imagine with, you know, 84 women, just how unique we all are in our own sense and why, what we kind of do in our off seasons. Um, I don't know what I'm going to go to school for yet. I can tell you that much. I'm, I'm enjoying the process. Uh, but dance has kind of always been, you know, what I've wanted to do. This has been my lifelong dream. I've been doing this job for 13 years. Now this is my 13th season. I did take a season off to kind of try some other stuff. And and then, you know, found my way back back home, what I'll say is at Radio City. So we'll see. I run marathons. I teach dance. I teach fitness. I host my podcast. Um, but yeah, I think a dancer at heart always and forever. Mm, that's beautiful how did the how does the rockets franchise um have have you guys hold yourselves accountable for like how you treat each other and then how you show up outside of the stage like people probably you know see your makeup and they know you're like part of broadway in some (laughs) fashion like how do you walk through the store and like no little girls might be watching you know i think very similar to the way that i did growing up I watched the Rockets on TV and that, that was how I knew them. That's all I knew of them until, you know, my family came to to radio city and New York over Thanksgiving and actually got to see the show. So being on the other side of that now being the dancer, the rocket that's on stage, it's really fun to be able to look out into the audience and to see so many little girls kind of just peeking up, you know, if they're in the first couple rows, especially in parade of the wooden soldiers, you know, it's, one of the numbers that's been in the show since its inception in 1933, every rocket that has ever been in the line has done that number. And so, like you said, you know, there's there's a little bit of pressure. You want to, to carry on this legacy as best you can because it does mean so much. It's a sisterhood. It's a family. There's camaraderie. There's community. Um But you get to see, you know, when I'm standing on stage as a soldier, I can look out into the audience with my straight face because we don't smile until the end. (laughs) But you can see all the little girls and, you know, you want them to feel represented, right? You want them to see a version of themselves on stage and to let them know, hey, this is attainable for you one day. And I can tell both of you ladies that everything that I've learned inside this job, the time management, the discipline, the work ethic, you know, holding each other up, not necessarily literally, because when we, when we link up for a kick line, we're not holding each other. I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're not physically touching, but you know, it's, it's the hardest job I've ever had. And so you're there for the girls, you know, as a friend and as a sister, sister and a colleague in more ways than you guys can even imagine. But I have to say that everything that I've learned inside this job goes with me outside of it. And then vice versa, everything that I've learned, you know, off stage, not being a rocket, I'm really able to carry into the job with me as well. Um, And again, these, you know, how hard the women around you work every single day, our rehearsals are six hours a day, six days a week, you are so tired, you've got blisters, your bunions, when you, you know, hit the 30 plus club, they start to hurt, but it's, it's just I I can't even put it into words. It's so, so special. And the women around you all know how hard it is to show up every single day as well, but we all get to do what we love day in and day out. And this year, you know, so extremely special because we didn't have the show in 2019, gone through a global pandemic, but uh, it's really special to be back. And I think that, you know, 
we all know what this legacy means to be a Radio City Rocket. And that's something I hold in my heart every day. And I try to try to lead by example as both Sarah the Rocket and Sarah the individual um, with that every day in my mind. So I love that you said that because you have such a diverse group of dancers, but your commonality is what you do together. So it's your work ethic, it's time management, it's everything you put in your heart and soul, you know, onto the stage. So that's really beautiful. And I was just thinking about how dance is such a beautiful thing because it doesn't matter who you are at school, like who you are at work. When you're on the stage, you're kind of like someone else, you know, like some of growing up, I remember some of the shyest girls in school um, were on the dance team. And so it was so impressive to be like, wow, you know, like she's super timid, but then she can go on stage and she can move her body and express herself in this way that you would never imagine. And that's exactly what it is, right? I kind of joke sometimes with the dancers when I go back home to teach, you know, I get to play dress up and make believe for a living. So we have nine numbers in the Christmas Spectacular this year, which is more than we've ever had. It's nine numbers in 90 minutes. Once you start as a reindeer, you know, heading to the North Pole with all the all the the gifts that you're getting ready to go deliver, the show doesn't stop. And so that, why did they add? Why is it nine? Is it just like more bang for your buck because we missed a year? Like it's like, let's get people excited again. Well, you know, they, so they brought back snow, which I don't know the last time you two have seen the show, but it's. I think one of the most beautiful numbers that I've ever been able to do as far as my time within the company, and I'll break it down this way. We just talked about how, you know, each individual woman comes in as herself. And then as a line of women, we create something really beautiful, right? We get to be our individual selves, but then at the end of the day, it's all about what we can create together as a group of women and bringing that individuality and bringing the uniqueness together. And it's the numbers called snow. And it's just like snowflakes. Greg Barnes designed the costumes. It's actually the first time ever that the costumes have been different. So there's three shades, three different colors, and then six different designs, but each of them is unique to the woman that wears it. And so the number itself, snow, kind of starts with one woman, and then we all add in by the end so that there's 36 of us on stage at a time. And you think about it, one woman dancing on a stage can be beautiful, but then with 36, it creates this like magical winter wonderland on stage. And it's the same thing with, you know, one individual rocket and then bringing in all 36. It's like one snowflake is individual, but then it creates this beautiful bliss on stage. And I think it's important to, you know, have that representation of women from all diverse backgrounds, because if we all look the same, people aren't always going to see themselves represented. Right. So it is it is important for women and young dancers to see themselves represented and then to also be able to express themselves because I'll tell you what singing at the top of my lungs for 60,000 people might not be my way of expressing myself but dancing dancing is and then I know that the women that I work with it's kind of the same thing right so having that outlet and especially dance is a wonderful way to be able to express yourself what's the best compliment you've ever received after a show Oh, goodness. You know what? I will say from my brother, I have an older brother that played sports. Um, he he came to see the show. I did the tour for the first couple of years. I was in uh, Nashville and then in Buffalo and Cleveland my second year. And then my third year, I was here at Radio City in New York. And I think he just, he told me that it, you know, it looked fun and it looked effortless. 
And I have to think that that's one of the best compliments I've ever gotten because I would go to many of his baseball games as a kid and you see how hard they work, right? You see the grit and the sweat that goes into it. But as a rocket, we have our red lips, we have our French twists, we have our costumes, we have the stage lights. And it's my job to make it look effortless. But I know the grueling and rigorous rehearsals that are on the other side of that. Um, and so I think that was one of the best compliments I've ever received is, you know what, you ladies make it look effortless, but there's so much work that goes into it. And uh, yeah, grateful to be a part of it. That's sweet. I love that. Nice brother. Yeah. <laughs> question about compliments. I was curious since you are, you know, on that stage that's iconic and everyone knows it around the world. Have you ever had a celebrity like come backstage and like be like, you guys are the celebrity and like, you know, tip their hat to you. You know what we've gotten actually within Rockettes through some really cool stuff. So one of my favorites, uh, Heidi Klum came and danced with us for Project Runway. Danced with you? She kicked with us on stage on the great stage at Radio City. So yeah, we'll have celebrities come. Yeah, that's I'm sure there's a clip of it somewhere, but yeah, I mean, people from all over the world come and see the show and it's kind of part of their tradition as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much fun. So do you get to have a say in any of your choreography since you are a senior dancer or everything's pretty set in stone? Well, I think it depends. So we do have assistant choreographers. We have dance captains, assistant dance captains. And then sometimes when they are workshopping a new number, you know, the dancers will be called in in the off season to kind of workshop something and see how it works and we'll get to give our input. Um, But I will say that, you know, the numbers change, whether it's a number that's been in the show for 10 years or it's a brand new number, choreography has changed every single year, you know, to keep us on our toes, but to keep things fresh. So yeah, sometimes we'll get to have our input and, you know, workshop things. Keeps it exciting. I I can't wait to watch snow. Together we're better is our motto. So together we're better. Together we're better. That's amazing. So how do you like juggle your relationships at home? I know you said dancing, you guys are a sisterhood and really lean on each other, but how do you juggle, you know, having a fiance, having family when you're always practicing or performing during the season? Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. It's, it's time management is something that I have learned within this job, discipline, um, prioritizing, you know, everything. So I'm very lucky to have always had people, my family, my immediate family, my friends that have supported my dancing growing up. Um, and then also the women that I work with, we're all in the same boat. So, you know, there can be days where we're working 15 hours in a day and I'm like, my fiance's name is James. I'm like, bye James. I'll see you later tonight. And it's really cool. Cause I'll get home. And he's like, Hey, I made dinner for us. Let's have dinner. And I'm like, thanks. I'm so tired going to bed. But then you look forward to that day off and I'm like, we actually get to spend time together. And so again, it's just prioritizing. I, I always say that, you know, this couple months is the hardest couple months that I have every single, you know, season that I've done the job, mm-hmm. but it's also, it means the most to me and those people get to come and see the show. Um, and I show up for them as best that I can in that time and vice versa. It's all about the give and take, but I'm so extremely lucky. And I think a lot of us that do this job, we are because the people will always show up and, you know, your friends and family are in the audience on opening night. Um, but it's a lot of time management 
Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of I loves you, I love yous and hugs on the go. <laughs> yeah. And gratitude. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you're grateful to be there. So it's like, how much can you really complain? You're doing something, you know, so many other people wish they were doing. I mean, I get to, listen, you guys, I get to do what I love for a living. It's one of those like pinch me moments of, again, watching the Rockets on TV. Like I, I always go back to this because I'll never forget it. I had a, a dance teacher that actually did the show. Um, and so when I was 11, I got to come see her perform on the stage downstairs. And from that moment on, it was I want to do this. And I saw myself represented and I stayed with dancing and I auditioned two days before I graduated high school. Um, and then I went on tour the following fall when all my friends went off to college. I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do the show in Nashville and I can't wait. Um, but it's, it's a lot of dedication. And again, the camaraderie, the, the girls work so hard, the people that are in my life, it's, it's something I've always wanted to do. And I, I will never take it for granted because as we all know, you know, we've all been through a global pandemic together. Um, and so it's, it's that much more special coming back this year that sometimes when you don't have something in your life, you realize just how much it means to you. And the older I get, I'm like, you know what, as long as I can kick, (laughs) this job is so special. It's more than just a job. It's, it's never just a dance or just a show. It's these people will be in my life forever. And, uh, it's, it's very, very special. So I don't take that for granted. Yeah, that is special. What was what was the first applause like post pandemic? What did that feel like in your body? Oh, good. Well, besides the butterfly, as in a little bit of shaking, um, you know, the first audience back for us was friends and family. Mm-hmm. So it's if you can imagine Radio City almost being like a rock concert with the audience the second that that curtain comes up. I ha- like I I have to explain this to you. We're all, the, the show starts with reindeer. So we're dressed as reindeer. Little fun fact, our antlers light up at the end of the number, but don't tell everybody that'll be our <laughs> um, But you hit your pose and, and we're not looking out into the audience to start. So we're all, you know, kind of angled looking up in a way. Also, don't tell my director this. <laughs> I'm in my angle and the curtain starts to rise and there's fog all over the stage. And I always do a little peek out of the corner of my eye. And then I put my eyes right back to where they're supposed to go. And you can just, you can feel the energy. Radio City has 6,000 seats. It's massive. Every time you look out into that, that, you know, abyss of seats, it never gets old. But like the energy that night, I feel like I was almost levitating because it was, it was such a rush and the crowd goes wild and you see people clapping and you see little girls pointing to the stage and let me tell you, <laughs> I, I wish I could bottle that up and take it with me every day because that's the feeling that, you know, when you're doing three shows in a day, that's kind of what gets you through. Because whether it's my first show or my third show, it's someone's very first time seeing the Christmas Spectacular. And so I that love that you honor that. Through. I love that you honor that for the person that, you know, spent maybe their little savings to go this season or things like that. You don't know like what people are actually experiencing and like your joy in it like really ripples out so I'm it's pretty cool you're pretty cool Teddy's <laughs> crying over here I know but it's cool <laughs> it's very touching I'm very, I'm very, listen I'm just lucky to do what I love day in and day out and I I will like I said as long as I can kick my heels up I hope well, to be how, here. So speaking of that like long yeah. how do you yeah. self-care like what does it look like for Sarah like what rituals do you like 
you have to do this to take care of your feet or like, what's that look like? What, what do you put in your body? Can you tell us a little bit about how Sarah takes care of herself? Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me personally, it looks a little bit different than the women that I work with. We all kind of have our own routines, um, things that work for us in and outside of the show. So first and foremost, though, this is one of the most athletic jobs I've ever had. Like I said, it's 90 minutes, no intermission. Once you start, you're go, go, going. There's over 300 kicks alone in each show. Um, So there's a lot of athleticism that goes into it. So staying strong, first and foremost, is the best thing that we can do, whether we're in season or out of season, which is why I teach fitness. I love to run. I love to cross train. I love to lift weights. Um, Also, hot yoga, as I've gotten older, has been very cathartic for me. (laughs) both mentally and physically. Um, So that's kind of my routine as far as like what works for my body. Uh, But nutrition, super important, right? What we put into our bodies counts. And I've always found that, you know, I look at it as fuel. Food has always been fuel for me. And, you know, as a dancer, hopefully I can dance, you know, as long as I possibly can walk. Once a dancer, always a dancer, I will say. Um, But the career, you know, of a dancer often is a lot shorter than, that of something, somebody else. So fuel, 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 all the good stuff that I can put into my body, super important. That way I get to show up every day and I can kick my legs up and keep going and and use it as energy. Um, I will tell you, I love a bubble bath and I love a foam roller. (laughs) Two of the best things uh, that I think you can do. I also ice my feet, try to stick them in an ice tub, but I'm not very good at it. Do you have a like PT on site or a doctor for the team? Yeah. So Elaine Winslow Redmond is the head of our athletic training department. Um, she actually used to be a rocket fun fact. So she has created this amazing department that kind of, you know, helps to keep us all in the game as we go, gives us the exercises that we need to stay strong based on the movement that we're doing. Each dance is so different. So like I said, snow that was brought back this year, it's a very like lyrical contemporary number, but then we have, you know, a seven minute tap number, it's high energy tap number, which is the 12 days of Christmas. And you do a kick line at the end of it. Um, Parade of the wooden soldiers where we're marching around, you're on two straight legs the entire time. And then uh, fun fact, again, don't give away all my secrets, but we dress up as Santa Claus (laughs) and you're running around. It's really fast. You have your bells. So each number is a little bit different and based on, you know, what the movement calls for, what it is, the athletic training department is here every step of the way to to keep us in tip-top shape and keep us moving and grooving. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad she's there for you. Yeah. And listen, it's not just her. She has a wonderful team. So don't ever want to, you know. It's nice that she knows, like, she's been through it to understand what you truly do need. What do you guys do before the show? Do you guys huddle? Do you have, like, a football team huddle? Do you, like, (laughs) get rowdy or say a prayer? Do you say an affirmation? Like, what does that look like before you step on stage? Well, again, I think that's that's kind of different to each girl. So we have five different dressing rooms that we're in um, on one side of Radio City because the building does take up an entire city block. Um, but all of the rockets, when we come down on stage level, we're over on stage right, kind of in the wing. And once the orchestra starts, we're all able to get on stage to go to our place. So we all kind of have our own little huddles. But as the orchestra plays, we're all kind of dancing around, making eye contact with each other, pumping each other up, elbow bumping, whatever it is that, you know, is in that personal dancers or rockets, I should say, uh, realm of whatever you do. So we all kind of have what we call our dear families. Um, and yeah, you just pump each other up. You know, you've got each other's backs going into it. And uh, 
then you go for the ride. <laughs> hype each other up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any confidence tips for anybody listening? Because it's so important to believe that you can do what you want for a living. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be confident and believe that you can. Absolutely. And I think one of those things too is confidence is key, right? We're asked, we're often given that advice of confidence is key. And I always try to talk to myself the way that I talk to my friends and it works because why not us, right? Where I would pump my friends up if they're doing a dance on the stage or they're running a marathon or they're giving a big speech or a presentation that they've been preparing for. And why, why not take that advice for us? especially, you know, we show up every single day, you ladies do as well. I do, you know, whatever it is, those goals that we're working towards, confidence is key. And it's always for me is, you know, why me, why me, why me? I used to let that little voice or inner monologue in my head say, why you? And the second that you're like, nope, I've worked really, really hard. This is something I've wanted for a really long time. Why not me? And sometimes you just got to go in and you got to strive and try for whatever it is that you're doing. Um, especially with something like brackets, you know, I, I auditioned, got very lucky my first time that I got the job, but we have to re-audition each year. So it's one of those things where why not me, why not come back and continue showing up and say that I can do this. So for anybody that's listening, why not you, right? There's no reason that it can't be you and, and believe that because our mind believes what we tell it. So Flip confidence is key. Believe in yourself. Yes, I love that. That's perfect. I was working, oh, I work, <laughs> but in a new industry and I spent hours and hours and hours like learning and, you know, doing all this stuff. And that little voice was creeping in before a big meeting and I was like, what am I doing? I'm self-sabotaging. So I literally just sat at my computer and wrote out three affirmations. I was like, I am prepared. I am the teacher. You know, I am strong. And that yeah. literally changed the rest of my meetings for the entire week. Yeah. But it literally, it takes the person who's experiencing that limiting belief to be the one to stop it. Yeah. The and mind's powerful. It's like, you can either let it be positive and be your cheerleader or let it drag you down. Yeah. We're all very capable now, like, you know, with all this information and social media to, to make those healthy choices for ourselves because we deserve it. And why not us? Why not have a good, happy life, you know, on stage and off? I think life is too beautiful to let the negativity like rule your world. Absolutely. Why not you? Why not? You are, you illuminate like oh. little bright light, goodness, positivity, oh. grace. You are such a wonderful person. So we want to end on our last question, which is what makes you feel the most alive? What makes me feel the most alive? You guys might remember this from when we've chatted. Um, I kind of always ask myself a question every day. I I do this when I talk to other people as well, because I think conversation and community is so important. And I think we can learn so much from the people around us, but I always ask other people what their why is, what, what is it that drives them? You know, that lights that fire in your belly every single day that puts your feet on the floor and gets you to get up and go. And I think for me, I have to ask myself what my why is every single day, because 
life is beautiful. Our time is, is finite. Right. And I, I love to dance. I love to be around people. I love what I do for a living. I love that I get to perform and my why will always drive me. Um, I think performing dancing will always be key. I always find myself back in a place of dancing, no matter how many tangents or other goals that I have in life, performing is always going to be the thing. Um, that drives me to get up and be my why every single day. And it fulfills me. It fills me up. And I, I hope in some way, shape or form. And I know that throughout the Christmas spectacular, you know, we bring other people joy that also lights me up. So I'm, I can't say it enough. I'm so grateful to do what I, what I do every single day. And I know that, you know, I'm very privileged to be able to do this. And I hope that many more dancers can see themselves on stage, you know, with me one day and dancing with me. But, uh, performing. I think that's, that's the thing that lights me up and, and drives me every day. Makes sense. Yeah. You light us up. We're love it. Love it. <laughs> We're happy you're talking to you today. Well, <laughs> so then, I'm, you. I'm grateful to be able to chat with you and, and what you two do, you know, as far as girl powerful goes and empowering the female youth it it's needed and yeah, look at you go. It's been fun watching <laughs> your journey. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll see you soon. Well, really quick, where can people find you and listen to your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me, Apple, iTunes, all that fun stuff on the Go podcast. But also, if you too, I know you're on the West Coast right now, right? I believe. If you find yourself in New York, I will be at Radio City until January 2nd. I can promise you that. Eating, sleeping, breathing, dancing, we will be here kicking our heels up. So if you guys make your way over to the East Coast, come see us here. But yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me, ladies. Nice. Happy holidays. Thank you, too. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.